Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from CAP President Bill Campbell. Also, we'll chat with Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. And out first in today's country comment, we'll discuss this week's crop report with Manitoba Agriculture Oilseed Specialist Dane Fraze. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture to discuss this week's crop report. Uh, right now we've seen some good crop progress in the last week. However, herbicide applications have been delayed, uh, as well as some crop growth by continual cool and, in some places, very wet weather. Uh, that said, um, as the rains have arrived, uh, warmer temperatures are expected this coming week. So we do expect crop growth to resume. We saw some, uh, I guess, isolated storms over the weekend. Any um, any details on those? That's right. Those scattered thunderstorms brought uh, some significant amounts of rain to parts of the eastern, central, and interlake regions. Uh, particularly, or in, in, if you're focusing on the central region, uh, in particular, there was uh, quite an intense thunderstorm that stretched along 23 Highway from Kane towards Morris. Uh, receiving up to about 33 millimeters there over that weekend, as well as some hail near low farm. Um, damage has been isolated to date. We haven't had that many reports of severe crop injury, so hopefully everything is off uh, and, and resuming growth. Give us a bit of an update on um, winter cereals. Uh, notice those have been uh, progressing quite quickly here. They have. That's right. Uh, fall rye is now finished flowering and is starting to uh, fill up the head for the most part. Winter wheat is emerging into the boot stage and is just about to start flowering as the fusarium risk starts to increase. Fusarium risk increases when we have um, warm, humid days and wet canopies that stay humid well into the afternoon, as well as in conjunction with uh, southerly winds. Uh, so that now those fusarium risk maps are posted on Manitoba Agriculture's page. So those growers who are growing winter cereals are reminded to check those to assess the risk on their farm. Any um, major insect concerns at this point? Right now, some of our insect concerns are diminishing. Uh, most crops are moving past that sensitive stage where cutworms and flea beetles were a concern. Uh, we do caution producers on grasshoppers, however, have as large numbers of grasshopper nymphs have been reported in all parts of the province. So there has been some spraying of roadside ditches and field headlands. Um, but with heavy rains, those nymphs do tend to drown. So keep an eye on those populations and take action as necessary. And uh, pastures and uh, dugouts, how are things looking there? Pastures right now are still overgrazed, as they were last week. So we're not expecting any major changes there. Uh, pastures in the eastern part of Manitoba and the extreme southeast are by and large still largely saturated or underwater. Uh, so cattle are on reduced pasture there. And... Hay and forage yields look to be average to below average across much of the province, with the exception of the southwest. So producers that didn't get a crop in the ground are now looking at um, putting in a green feed in order to supplement uh, pasture in many cases. That was Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture discussing the weekly crop report. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. In the weekly crop reports, Manitoba Agriculture says strong winds have delayed herbicide application on all crops. Scattered thunderstorms brought significant amounts of rain over the weekend to parts of the eastern, central, and interlake regions. 
Southwest and northwest regions and the northern interlake continue to be dry and could use rain. Reseeding has largely wrapped up. Unseeded acres may be put into green feed production in anticipation of reduced hay and alfalfa yield since crop insurance deadlines have now passed. This week, the federal government announced financing of close to $100 million for the new Merit Functional Foods Plant in Winnipeg. Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo talked about the impact to the region. Well, we're talking about 10,000 tons of yellow peas and 17,000 tons of canola uh, the first year. Uh, we're talking about 80 jobs in Winnipeg or in the region. So it's a significant direct impact on the region and uh, for our Canadian producers. Merit Functional Foods will be the first facility in the world with the capability to produce food-grade canola protein ready and safe for human consumption. The facility is expected to be complete by the end of the year. And Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers is providing a crop update. Here's production specialist Laura Schmidt. Soybeans range from the unifoliate stage in later seeded fields to the fourth trifoliate and will be starting to flower with the change in day length. We're starting to see some symptoms of IDC pop up and dry beans are ranging from the unifoliate to third trifoliate stage. Schmidt notes for field peas, earlier seeded fields are at the 10th to 12th node stage and are beginning to flower. Faba beans are also starting to flower. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Ag Wire for Wednesday, June 24th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Up first, Glendalee Allen Vossler chats with the new chair for Cereals Canada. Glendalee Allen Vossler caught up to Todd Hames, chair of the Alberta Wheat Commission, and the new chair for Cereals Canada. Cereals Canada is the new organization that was created with the amalgamation of the former Cereals Canada organization and SIGI, the Canadian International Grains Institute. We're very happy about the look going forward here with the joining of the two groups. Cereals Canada and the Canadian International Grain Institute. Probably not real well known on from farmers' point of view, but they're really important organizations that and that have been working in parallel the last few years and kind of overlap. So there's a real synergy for us to work together or work closely together uh, when we're talking to international customers and government. We see this amalgamation taking place. Uh, that in itself is a challenge. What are the steps moving forward now? Well, with COVID, it just complicates everything. Uh, when we're, as we move our staffing to uh, closer and uh, get into one office. But uh, yeah, that is, you know, the next steps is to uh, um, look at hiring a, a president, a uh, CEO for our organization so that'll be that's that's the initial step and once we get that person in place um, management team uh, in place will you know the staffing and getting everybody uh, together we don't see a lot you know don't see any changes really to our staff um, more or less getting people into the, the one building one location will be the big thing and uh, the two operations will be more or less functioning as normal as they have in the past. 
Now, a big part of Siggy's role, of course, was working with international delegations and helping to to train them. Is that still a function that we'll see continue? Yes, that very much uh, will continue as as it has in the past, and that's a very important piece uh, that the, the Siggy, as I've known, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing that process i mean obviously this year with covid we're we're seeing some changes that we're going to have to reformat some of those exchanges with our international customers due to travel restrictions and get into some more online technical uh ways of communicating with our um, customers but that's you know i think in in the long run we'll be hopefully when this is all done we'll be back uh, to normal operations and having customers coming to our locations and for us to do trade missions where we speak directly to our customers, which is of real value. Our customers really do value that relationship meeting uh, farm producers, and so farmers can answer some of those real close questions to our production methods and what farming is like in Canada, and that's one of the cornerstones of Canadian agriculture is the quality and uh, of our product and the, uh, you know, the, the production methods that are very safe, you know, food safety and uh, quality is very important to customers. So when they can talk to farmers directly, they get that assurance. Todd Haynes is with the Alberta Wheat Commission and is the new chair of the Board of Directors for Cereals Canada. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. This week, the federal government announced financing of close to $100 million for the new Merit Functional Foods plant in Winnipeg. The facility will focus on pea and canola protein. I caught up with Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. Well, it's a very exciting announcement. First, it's a $100 million investment in Merit uh, Functional Food Plant, uh, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and it's going to create 80 jobs. And uh, it's a very um, high-technology uh, plant, you know, that will um, split. Uh, it's a, it's actually, it's a commercial-scale protein extraction facility. And it's very interesting because it creates a new domestic market for our producers of yellow beans, and canola, and uh, it's, I think it's very um, actual. It follows uh, a new demand uh, from the consumers around uh, plant protein, uh, plant-based protein. So it's it's very um, it's good to see all the federal many federal uh, organizations joining forces to support the startup of this uh, this important new facility. And uh, just talk a bit more about uh, the demand for plant-based uh, protein and um, the need for this type of uh, facility. Well, we, we can see that uh, the consumer's demand is changing. And actually, there's a lot of demand for protein, animal, but also uh, plant-based. And uh, with the investment that uh, we have made at the federal level in the supercluster, for example, in this, uh, in this sector... Uh, we do invest in science and innovation, and this is uh, well. This this uh, plant will will be a leader in North America 
in the, in this sector, and I think it will position uh, Canada very well. And uh, once again, it's it creates a significant new market, domestic market for our Canadian producers, but it also adds value because it's uh, it's great to be selling our raw producers. But it's even better when we can uh, create add, uh, add value to our produce here in Canada. And what will this mean for uh, for farmers? Um, Merit uh, says it will buy 100 percent of its inputs from Canadian producers. Um, you know, just what what impact will that have? Well, we're talking about 10,000 tons of yellow peas and 17,000 tons of canola uh, the first year. Uh, we're talking about 80 jobs in Winnipeg or in the region. So it's a significant direct impact on the region and uh, for our Canadian producers. Is it all new uh, new money or had some of this been announced previously? Uh, it's new. It's a uh, different uh, type of contribution. Some is repayable, others uh, are, are not. I mean, it, it depends because some programs are coming directly from the Department of Agriculture, Canada, Others are coming. Uh, another significant amount of money is uh, debt financing from Farm Credit Canada, another one from Export Development Canada. And it's great when we join forces like this because we can get the expertise of these different teams. For example, uh, EDC, Export Development Canada, is obviously very well established in different countries and they they can, you know, make the liaison with uh, some uh, reliable customers. Uh, in other countries, so it's great to see all the forces, uh, you know, going in the sun direction. That was Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo commenting on the new Merit Functional Foods Plant in Winnipeg. The facility is expected to be complete by the end of the year. That's it for the Prairie Ag Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Ag Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Verified Beef Production Plus webinars take place every Tuesday night starting at 7 o'clock. You can email verifiedbeefmanitoba at gmail.com. The official Manitoba Hunter Safety Course is available online. Visit huntercourse.com to register. Keystone Agricultural Producers is hosting a webinar on recognizing and responding to people at risk for suicide. That'll take place June 26th, starting at noon. You can visit the CAP website to register. And looking ahead, a webinar in Emerging Trends in Egg and Food takes place July 7th, starting at noon. Again, go to the CAP website to register. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. Last week, the province released results of its forage insurance review. I got reaction from Keystone Egg Producers President Bill Campbell. Well, I think it's a really positive uh, thing that has come uh, with the process and the review. Uh, the provincial government having the conversation about the shortcomings of the uh, forage insurance through MASC. Uh, so I think that this has been really positive, the engagement with producers uh, and industry to see what the issues are of uh, why there's been such limited participation in the forage insurance program. So I think it's really good. As far as the recommendations, uh, was there anything that uh, stood out for you? Well, I think uh, the the part is the discussion of uh, what they will do next. And I think uh, we need to be able to find new ways to ensure that there is coverage 
Um, and we need to possibly utilize uh, some of the most up-to-date uh, technology that is available through satellite imagery and uh, precipitation, and because we all understand that forage production is highly correlated to precipitation. And so if we can use some of those models to help uh, determine uh, the limits of forage production would be very beneficial for the insurance component of it. So Overall, um, how, how are the uh, crops uh, looking out there? Well, in, in our part of the world, uh, I would suggest that things are looking very good. Um, you know, we've been able to get through uh, the struggles of seeding, and um, for the most part, seeding, you know, uh, went along pretty good. Uh, some long days and some challenges, but um, looks like we've got pretty good germination. The crop is rooting well now. Uh, we do have subsoil moisture, but we are dry on top. Um, you know, there there is that concern with uh, some of the forage production when we don't have that, you know, that good spring rainfall. But, um, you know, it's coming along pretty good. And I would suggest here within the next week to 10 days that we will see some uh, hay starting to be cut and, and, and that part of it. But for the most part, you know, the crops are looking good. Been some challenges spraying, but uh, I think most guys are current in that. And so, it, you know, it's looking pretty good, really. That was Bill Campbell, president of Keystone Agricultural Producers. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Some farmers in the province are assessing crops after recent storms pass through. Laura Schmidt is a production specialist with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. Over the weekend, we saw some hail and some rain in parts of the province. At the current soybean stage of V2 to V3, leaf defoliation from hail damage will likely have minimal influence on yield, while stem breakage can be a bit more severe. We've also been seeing symptoms of root rot and seedling disease. In your fields, look for a yellow or dying plant. Dig up and inspect the roots for discoloration, pinching, or rotten appearance. Schmidt notes soybeans range from the unifoliate stage in later seeded fields to the fourth trifoliate and will soon start to flower. Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo says the pea and canola plant being constructed in Winnipeg by Merit Functional Foods will have a direct impact on the region. This week, the federal government announced financing of close to $100 million for the project. I think it will position uh, Canada very well. Once again, it creates a significant new market, domestic market, for our Canadian producers, but it also adds value. It's great to be selling our raw producers, but it's even better when we can uh, create add, uh, add value to our produce here in Canada. Merit Functional Foods will be the first facility in the world with the capability to produce food-grade canola protein ready and safe for human consumption. The facility is expected to be complete by the end of the year. And the Canadian Grain Commission is implementing amendments to the Canada Grain Act and Canada Grain Regulations as the Canada-United States-Mexico agreement comes into effect. As of July 1st, grain grown in the United States will be able to receive an official Canadian grade if it's a variety that is registered in Canada. The requirement of a country of origin statement on inspection certificates for grain grown in the U.S. will be removed. And it will be mandatory for people, including licensed grain companies, who sell grain to a Canadian Grain Commission licensee to complete a declaration of eligibility. American producers who deliver grain to Canada will have the same obligations as Canadian producers. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program.
We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.